on today's edition of the show. We've spoken all about throughout the playoff run, how about all the superstar players who have helped get to the Florida Panthers to this point. But on today's show, we're going to discuss all the unsung heroes that helped the Florida Panthers get to this point where they are now in the Stanley Cup final. Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into this Friday, June 2nd edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. I'm Armando Velez, and you can follow me on Twitter at Monoman12. Follow the show account on Twitter and Instagram at LO underscore FLA Panthers. And shout out to all the everydayers who come back here to get your daily Florida Panthers fix. So, Cats fans. Once this recording drops, it'll be one more sleep until the Florida Panthers play a hockey game again. So very excited to finally, for this wait to finally be over. But it is a Friday, which means it is a Fairbanks Friday edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast, which means Nick Fairbanks is here. Nick, welcome back to a, a Stanley Cup final edition of Fairbanks Friday. It still doesn't feel real. Uh, just just happy to be here and um, looking forward to that puck drop in about two days. Yeah, and uh, I tweeted this from my personal account. And, you know, we're recording on June 1st. This is a June 2nd drop. Uh, and on this day in 1996, the Florida Panthers clinched their spot in the Stanley Cup final when they went to Pittsburgh Civic Arena and defeated uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins by a final score of three to one. Tom Fitzgerald gets the game winning goal in the third period. Beezer goes 39 of 40. Of course, I was three during that time, so I have no memories of it. But of course, watching the highlights from that time and the history behind the Florida Panthers, of course, I know Casey Fitzgerald isn't playing, uh, mm-hmm. isn't active every night. But it's a little bit of full circle there for for the Panthers being in this position as they're two days away from game one of the Stanley Cup final. So it's just so uh, surreal for this uh, this run. Of, I'm sure a lot of people who have been through 96 to now are, are just thinking, wow, what a what a change of events all throughout the, the, the turmoil years and rumors mm-hmm. of ownership change as well and, and relocation. And also, it's great. It's great to be talking a Stanley Cup final uh, uh, game and preview show with you. But I do want to go right into the topics uh, of. We've spoken all about the the heroes of this playoff run: Bobrovsky, Matthew Kachuk, Barkov, as well, and even the defense uh, defense core players like a Montour. Forsling, Ekblad, but there are a few unsung heroes uh, in in this run as well. And it's mostly based on really articles that have been put out recently. Uh, One of them is especially by David Dwork, which was a a great piece. I actually texted him like two hours before we hit record saying, hey, that Alex Lyon piece that you had was really great. I'm I'm, I'm really glad to have seen the human side of things. Uh, But Nick, uh, just, of course, 
you never want to lose your starting job in, in, in the national hockey league. And of course the Panthers needing a spark for, for this playoff run when Bobrovsky was inserted in the latter part of game three and then starting game four. But Alex Lyon talking about trying to be an, a positive influence. And I think the most, the most telling part and the most important part of this, of that article that David Dork wrote and the perspective from Alex Lyon was when he spoke about coming in during a blowout in, in the regular season, went down for nothing versus needing to stay ready. And especially spoke about really the four overtime game, which you never know is going to happen. It comes on the fly as well, but also being the biggest cheerleader on the bench, more importantly, <laughs> and being that, that, that good vibe for, for the team. Definitely. And let's, you know, let's start it off. This team wouldn't be where it would, where it would without Alex Lyon. So kudos and hats off to you, sir. Uh, thank you very much for stepping up when the team needed you most, staying in the moment, which I think is the most important thing right now for this team to do, but also not taking it personally when the team has to make a change. He didn't play terribly during the Boston series, but you could just tell that there might have been exhaustion or there might have been just an overwhelming of uh, emotions. So, you know, Maurice definitely did say like, hey, I want to put Bob in for game five. He needs to have that pressure. Look what the Panthers have done since then. They're 11 and one. So not only is Alex Lyon, you know, just he was huge during the season, but he's also paid dividends here in the postseason. I mean, you said he's been the cheerleader. I remember seeing him after game two uh, of the Eastern Conference final went to Chuck was saying, Hey, let's go, let's go home. Let's get back to Florida as fast as possible. Um, he was cheering like in that section when they opened up the glass, like he was just like pumping up and just slapping everybody as they're going by and everything. And, you know, it kind of stinks because he's away from everybody uh, in that section. But at the same time, like you get two games right in a row where to Chuck puts it away. And he has basically the same celebration, and it's just madness. So I, I would love to be a part of that or see what he feels, you know, during that time. No doubt. And also he spoke about how he's practiced a little bit of uh, juggling as well and and also helping that with his mind as well when it, when it, comes, to, when it comes to learning that skill. And, you know, I can't juggle. Uh, I, I can juggle <laughs> it too, but is that really juggling? No, not, not necessarily. Um, but... Uh, Another uh, another uh, piece that I saw was from NHL.com is uh, Emily Benjamin, uh, and this one is more of a of a different circumstance, of course, with Patrick Hornquist. Mm-hmm. Of course, we haven't we haven't seen him play since December third, as well. Uh, but also, he's been skating. He's been in that yellow um, or gold non-contact jersey as well. But let's not also let's also not forget that this was Bill Zito's first transaction of of creating that trade with the Pittsburgh Penguins and of course needing someone who's mean annoying a net front presence and of course hey they got a younger version of that in a few years later named Matthew Kachuk look it, one one transaction led to another but also needing that voice in the locker room as well and 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 currently and in, um, encouraging guys behind the scenes every single day as well um, even even before they come out and, and we as the as the fans and, and media see when they hit uh, the ice and just the two years of can- um, the two excuse the excuse me, the two Stanley Cup uh, championship experiences 
uh, is, is so crucial for a guy who's helping this, this team uh, stay uh, locked in. He's the ultimate professional. Everything he's done since he's come to Florida has benefited the team and the organization. You know, he could have, you know, fought back and saying, hey, listen, I understand that I had two concussions within a month this year, but, you know, by January and March, maybe April, I'm ready to go. He's kind of taking the long view of this one, which I'm really glad he is because not only is it benefiting his health, but it also it's benefiting his family and everybody else around him. I don't know if he would have the same impact that he does right now on the team mm-hmm. if he was playing because he'd be more focused on what's going on in the game and what he has to do instead of building these guys up and really trying to get the most out of them. So there's one there's one memory that I have of him. It was actually in game four of the Eastern Conference Finals. Everybody's coming into the tunnel and everything. And you just He's like the first guy out there instead of the trainers, you know, taking all the gloves and the sticks and stuff like that. But he's there hugging everybody, high-fiving and everything. And, you know, I tweeted out, like, just seeing Horny in, the, in that hallway, you know, I'm not crying, you're crying. Um, just he's probably been the best – I don't want to say the best acquisition, but he was the most needed at the time. He, the team needed direction. They needed an identity, and Zito hit a home run with it. No doubt, and of course, uh, quick, quick before we uh, transition, uh, of course, Zach Dalpy as well. Um, of course, coming in and getting that huge goal in Game Six, and of course, earning mm. that extension, mm. the, the two-way extension for the Florida Panthers. Of course, Dalpy ha- having that experience with Bill Zito, the familiarity in the Columbus Blue Jackets organization, and of course, we could also relate it to the other side uh, with. Phil Kessel with the Vegas Golden Knights. Of course, the, he had the Ironman streak going, and of course, it doesn't count towards the the in the, in the postseason. Of course, I'm sure on the Vegas Golden Knights side of things that he is uh, being the ultimate professional, but uh, behind the scenes as well for the Vegas Golden Knights. So that's also what t- both uh, teams have in common when it comes to uh, their their uh, Stanley Cup uh, final runs. But we're gonna d- discuss more in segment number two how healthy bodies have been beneficial for both teams and we're going to talk about a few specific players who have benefited from other players coming back to the ice we're going to discuss that next here on the lockdown florida panthers podcast but first we're going to tell you all about game time and buying tickets to your favorite event shouldn't be stressful game time is the fastest and easiest way to buy tickets for all the sports music comedy and theater near you with killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hype for all the fun you have. Forget playing months in advance. GameTime has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive deals for football, basketball, hockey, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. The GameTime guarantee you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets for the same section and row for less, GameTime will credit you 110% of the difference. Download the GameTime app and create an account and use code LOCKDOWNHL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKDOWNHL for $20 off. Download game time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Segment number two here on this Friday, June 2nd edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. It is a Fairbanks Friday edition of the show. Nick Fairbanks is back for Stanley Cup final edition of Fairbanks Friday. So, you know, we, we we spoke about really for the Florida Panthers side of things about how when Sam Bennett came back in game two in the Boston series, 
that it gave a, a big spark to the Florida Panthers. But I, I do want to start off on the on the opposite side for this Stanley Cup final uh, um, preview. And really the one guy who makes another person better when he's in the lineup for the Vegas Golden Knights that we are we have seen throughout their run to the Stanley Cup final is when Mark Stone is back, the one guy who ben- has benefited the most has been Chandler Stevenson. And throughout the season, he's been up. He's had to play second-line minutes. He's had to play on the wing with uh, Jack Eichel. He's had to be second-line uh, center as well. And Mark Stone, of course, we all know how great he is, especially on the defensive side of the puck. I'm not looking forward to his sellies if he scores in the Stanley Cup final, neither. I'm really not looking forward to that. But Mark Stone has missed 39 games this this season, has missed a lot of time throughout the first of the last few years, excuse me. And Stevenson has, for the most part, has, for for most of the season, um, at five on five, his uh, line has been with uh, Carrier and Phil Kessel, 13 games and a 62 uh, goal uh, goal differential. And even later in the season, he was starting to get more games with Barbashev and Kessel there with a goal differential of plus three as well. So he's uh, he's uh, also held his own as well. But th- he's been even better with Mark Stone being being part of the uh, being back uh from from injury in this playoff run so that is one side of things and also let's also not forget nick uh going into in, into this uh that vegas was the team that lost to the washington capitals where chandler stevenson was played 24 playoff games for the caps as well in their in their in their run to the final as well so it's funny vegas loses to washington in that and then bruce cassidy loses to both barbashev and uh petrangelo uh in uh in 2019 so it's crazy how all that works but also crazy to think that on their side on vegas's side of things how one guy makes so many other players better mark stone has been that player uh since he was in ottawa and as soon as they found out that he wasn't really going to sign an extension or they couldn't agree on the term uh they shipped him off to vegas which was crazy uh you know when you have somebody like that on your team, you got to build around them or that's got to be your centerpiece. And if Chandler or Stevenson, if this is just the peak or just the like little uh, top that we're seeing on him during these playoffs, this guy's going to be the limit for him because he's coming up in big moments. He scored a couple big goals against Dallas, if I remember correctly, and basically put that team away. And that goal differential that you just put up, like 60-some goals, is, Flor- is there anybody on Florida that's even close to that? I mean, I, I would like to check that stat at some point. Um, but that, that's that's crazy. Uh, the defensive battle in this series is going to be what I thought Carolina was going to be. I thought that was going to be just complete defense. And the game was, games were really close. But it just didn't seem like – it just didn't seem like Carolina had it. You know, they didn't have that killer instinct and they couldn't get the puck past Bob. So I think it's going to be much closer. The margins are going to be that much slimmer. And it's going to come down to players like, you know, Stevenson to come up with uh, big plays or big goals like that. Also, here's another note. Of course, Mark Stone being a veteran in Ottawa, being the captain there. Do you know who he welcomed into his home 
when he was in Ottawa. <laughs> Brady Kachuk. Ah, uh-huh. that that's crazy. And like that's like talking... his first season. <laughs> yeah, and they were talking on the Jeff Merrick show about how Brady is getting married this summer. Very close friends with Mark Stone, and of course facing Matthew Kachuk in the final. So talking about how that wedding could be who knows how that is going to look in the, in the summer went after the Stanley Cup final as well but also on the Florida Panthers side of things we've seen how Bennett being back with uh with the lineup as well and of course manning that second line of course we've seen how Eric Stahl has had to fill some second second uh line center minutes as well Bar- um even Lundell at times at Toulouse Terrain and as well but I, I decided to look deeper into into how many times the Cousins, Bennett, Kachuk line was together and how many games. And it was only two games this season for, for, for that line. And it's crazy how also you, you kind of remember for little stints of the, of, of the season, who's with where, of course, Paul Maurice is very, to be a head coach in the, National Hockey League, you you got to remember the little itty bitty details here, and 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 your your memory your, your memory card in your brain is probably real big too, uh, and <laughs> just also with uh, with with that line as well, we spoke about Vegas, and now we're talking about what Sam Bennett has brought to to this team when when he has become healthy, of course. That they were the, the the second line was the the story in 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 round two mo- mostly, uh, and well, excuse me, round one. Uh, but they they were they were they were they were that 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 line that got the Panthers going as well. And really, both teams have arrived with health. Both teams have had unsung heroes. Both teams have different different paths to get here as far as how their teams have constructed about selling draft picks to build a, a, a contender because it's not your typical build from the bottom up and then um, and, and tank and then just build slowly this is two this is two GMs being aggressive but also two teams getting healthy at the same time and then of course one's health, being beneficial to the other. To go back to your point about the second line, Sam Bennett coming back, uh, you could tell the team changed in game two of the first uh, round. You know, Bennett is the one that scored the first goal for the Panthers that gave him life. And I think they really rallied around that. And then they had to rally again, obviously, in game five. But Bennett has been a force this whole playoff. I mean, just ask, ask Boston. Ask the Toronto Maple Leafs fans. I mean, they, they will tell you what they think right off the top. And then ask Hurricane fans and Jacob Slavin what they think. And Matthew Nyes. Yes. So I don't think he's a guy to be messed with right now. He's just he's in the moment. He's in the zone. And he's doing what he can to not only get under the other team's skin, but he's also playing very well as far as setting up uh, his teammates, making sure that, they're in good position. And also, I mean, look at that overtime goal. He could have shot that. I honestly thought he was going to shoot that in game two in the Eastern Conference final. But he made the smart play 
pass it down to Reinhardt and then over to Chuck. So some, maybe some maturity as well and understanding the game a little bit better. But I do want to say something about Nick Cousins. I think his addition to the second line is what has allowed Bennett and to Chuck to kind of play their game a little bit more freely because he's got the speed and he'll go dig for pucks. He'll get in there real quick and make sure that they win puck battles. To Chuck will do the same as old Bennett, but I just feel like he's the more grindy guy. He's the one that will make sure that they get possession, get it back to Chuck or um, Bennett, and then they can set up their offense from there. So um, big kudos to him, and we'll see what he does in the Stanley Cup, see if he can do the same thing that he's been doing. Yeah, and, and uh, I, I forget which game it was, but uh, there's a replay of show, of showing of when Sam Bennett is taking a faceoff, and then once the once he wins the faceoff and it touches like one of the edges of his skates, like what he mm-hmm. uses as far as like the kicking motion as well to get it right back to for a possible one timer chance uh, oppor- opportunity as well. So that that's also something to look at and, and to look more into detail whenever you see. Uh, whenever you see uh, Sam Bennett, especially in the face-off circle as well. So that's mm-hmm. also a really cool thing that we saw on some of the broadcasts uh, throughout the Stanley Cup uh, playoffs as, as well. But we're going we're gonna to transition over to segment number three. We're going to talk more about the upcoming media day for the Stanley Cup final. We're going to discuss more about the Panthers' post-game rituals that we, mm. we, just, uh, we just found out more about. We're going to discuss the Florida Panthers also are they hosting another watch party throughout the Stanley Cup final we're going to discuss that next year on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast segment number three here on this Friday June 2nd edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast Nick Fairbanks is back for another edition of Fairbanks Friday a Stanley Cup final edition of Fairbanks Friday so the Panthers they are they probably have already arrived in Vegas already, but they, uh, they the reporter said that they were taking a morning flight to uh, Vegas um, and media Stanley Cup final media day is on Friday, uh, June 2nd. So uh, maybe something that I'll discuss on our Saturday uh, preview edition with the guys over at locked on uh, Vegas golden Knights. But mm-hmm. also I think, I think more and more about what Palmer's, talks about when it comes to enjoying the journey instead of instead of just enjoying it when the when the mission is over because of because of how especially how loose the the guys have been and uh we were talking um if for the listeners out there if you have not seen the espn plus feature from nhl original productions quest the cup I highly, highly recommend you guys watch it. You guys kind of, you guys will see more of the human side of these players and, and what a little bit of what they go through on a typical game day. And there was a Nick, there was one uh, part where they showed Casey Fitzgerald and Matthew Kachuk just playing mini golf in, in Chucky's home and then playing some pool, letting it all loose. This is, uh, this is after they defeat the, Toronto Maple Leafs in five games as well and getting ready for the Eastern Conference final and just also the ability to yeah it doesn't I'm not saying it doesn't have to be all hockey all the time but if you just get so lost in your work then that could also give you an opportunity to overthink things as well when you do hit the ice as well so 
the loose mentality that the Florida Panthers have had mm-hmm. in between series and in between games, of course, we we as fans view it as house money too. But mm-hmm. also the relaxed nature that Paul Maurice also brings to about having fun through the process really speaks volumes to to what what he brings to the table. And of course, again, it starts with also the GM Bill Zito and Matthew Caldwell. Definitely. Maurice has done a couple of things, I think, this postseason that has really trademarked or, you know, hallmarked. I mean, we could probably put these on some cards, you know, make some money off of it. But he's had some instances, not only with the media, but, you know, in the Quest for the Cup series that you were just talking about, that really just shows that he's just there to help steer and make sure that they're being guided the right way and that they're doing things the right way. You hear what he talks about during plays or while play is going on to get pucks deep, get them past the D uh, men, uh, you know, keep skating, you know, a couple of expletives. I mean, it, it wouldn't be Paul Maurice if there wasn't a couple of expletives, but the one thing that's really stuck with me uh, from hearing all that is the players have taken control, which I don't think that's ever happened in Florida's history. I mean, besides maybe 96, but you know, we saw how that turned out and then just enjoy the moment, enjoy the journey where they're at and what they're going to be able to possibly accomplish. Don't get too ahead of yourself. Let's just take it one day at a time. And when talking to the press, be humble and don't talk about the future. Mm-hmm. Yep. And just, just uh, stay, stay in the moment, stay the course, stay in the moment and just uh, take it, take it a little bit at, at, a, at, at a time. And, uh, also, one note is, uh, what 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 do you one question more like, mm-hmm. uh, what do you really expect from media day tomorrow when these guys do speak? Because there was a, a Bleacher Report post that I saw of Keith Yando asking questions to the to the Panthers players, and it was the Tiny Mike uh, segment about South Florida is, and every single player that was asked said the word buzzing. And you know it's great and all using that word, but you know, you you wish some of the answers were a little different when it comes to when it comes to being asked that question. So personally, I'm not expecting too many animated responses, uh, especially because you don't want to to uh, say something that is old takes exposed when it comes to the opponent on the other side. I don't think you're going to see. I don't mm-hmm. think you're going to see that from the other side with Jonathan Marshall. So as well, I don't think we're going to see any mention of the expansion draft from him or Riley Smith. I think that's more of a thing that we create more than they do as well. Uh, but what are you expecting from uh, media day uh, tomorrow? A lot of softball questions. you saying questions that have been asked throughout the whole playoff series. You know, how did they get here? What did it take to get you guys, you know, motivated and where you are now? And on the opposite side with Vegas, you know, you guys have been here, you know, you've been in the Western Conference Finals, you know, four out of your six years of existence. This is your second Stanley Cup trip. You know, for Marcheseau and Riley Smith, what is different about this team? You know, what mm-hmm. what is what is different, um, you know, psychologically, you know, on the ice? What is different about this team that you think could get you guys over the top? So that's one question I would like to hear. And to get back to, you know, the uh, the draft that we don't really like to talk about. <laughs> If I were to put money on it, I'd probably say Riley Smith could mention it at some point. I'm not going to say tomorrow, 
but he could say it. And if he does, I have a good feeling for Florida if he does. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you, you just, you just, you just, we just wonder, we just wonder if it's gonna, if if it's going to be said, but honestly not expecting it to say, I'm sure I am very sure that Bruce Cassidy is, um, behind the scenes is probably going to talk to them. Both of them. Yeah. It's like when, Hey, when it comes to talking to the media, you don't want to, you don't want to, you don't want to mention this part of it because you don't, you don't, you don't want to look like that you're out of focus and, and, and all, and, and you want to be, to appear that you are not, not just appear, but actually be focused on the task at hand of trying to, Win, win a Stanley Cup as well. And the thing is, uh, for the Panthers side of things, there's not really much to talk about from their side of things when it comes to because only like only like two players are left from before uh, the mm-hmm. expansion draft and Barkoff and Ekblad. Bill Zito wasn't even the GM. Paul Maurice was still in in Winnipeg as well. So if uh, I and Barkoff and Ekblad, they just they're it's not in there. It's not. In, I, it's not in them to just throw them under the bus neither when, when, if, if they are asked about those questions as well. Definitely. And let's not act like March or so or Riley Smith were terrible players here. They both mm-hmm. played very well. Uh, Riley more of a defensive forward, but as I was saying on the last show that he's very effective on the power play, if he's going to be the screen guy on Bobrovsky, he can handle the puck very well. Uh, March or so has always been a sniper. Uh, I enjoyed watching him play with Florida just, Again, couldn't come to an agreement on contract, so that's why they kind of let him go for that. But the big thing, I think, is that, as you said, Florida has no or any of the players really don't have anything to say. They're playing with house money. They're very loose. They're happy to be here, and they're just focused on one game, one day at a time. Now, with Vegas, to me, I think they have more pressure. Yes, that is absolutely true. <laughs> um, you know, they just they just don't want to create an atmosphere where we hear another we want Florida uh, type of thing. Because although that wasn't any Leaf player saying that, how much ammunition that gave this Florida franchise to go in there and just take two right at home and just cut it. So if Vegas plays this right, then I don't think there's going to be any animosity. There's going to be no bulletin board. Uh, material there it's just going to be two teams that are very in my mind and statistically very similar that are going to have to grind it out and um maybe the best team win between them no doubt and uh and uh with both teams having uh experienced coaches that definitely is a big factor when it comes to when it comes to how to conduct yourself as well but uh we did announce a few days ago that the that the Florida Panthers will be hosting a watch party at FLA Live Arena for Game One, but they also announced a watch party for Game Two, which will be on uh, Monday, June fifth, as, as well. So, also, if you guys want a chance to go to the watch party for Games One or Two or even both, you have the opportunity to do so and hang out with all uh, Panther fans as as we cheer on the Florida Panthers against the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, as, as they before they come back home for uh games uh three and four but nick i want to thank you so much for joining me on this fairbanks friday edition of the locked on florida panthers podcast uh by the time you come back on the show it'll actually be a game three post game edition of the show so can't wait for you to come back next week uh, on the show so 
in um while while we wait for your next appearance tell everybody where they can follow you online armando thanks for having me on again i hope that we have two more shows to talk about the season um or maybe one and it's over and we wait but um everybody can follow me on twitter at prudentious zero looking forward to seeing more fanfare um you know really show the buzz that um you know is being talked about because everybody's talking about it now so let's have fun we're only two days away as per recording but one day when you're listening to this so armando thank you again thank you so much nick and see you next time my friend see you next time and if you like what you're hearing please subscribe to the podcast to be notified every single time the locked on florida panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed don't forget to also subscribe to the other shows on the locked on hl network including locked on hl locked on fantasy hockey with flip livingstone and steel roden and locked on nhl prospects thank you for making the locked on florida panthers podcast your first listen of the day and come back for tomorrow's edition of the locked on florida panthers podcast every day as we will be doing a crossover edition of the show with the host of locked on vegas golden knights tony cardasco and Chris Golick. So make sure you come back for tomorrow's edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. So I'm Armando Velez with Nick Fairbanks. And you've been listening to Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day.